Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. It's Tuesday, May 12th. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Hello. Stuck at Home. Welcome to a new episode. Another, another, another episode. Uh, Jason Smith. I'm doing the headphones to you. I like it. You like the headphones? You you sound... In a weird sort of way, I don't know what ha- what changed when you put the headphones on, but even your voice sounds a little bit darker. Got a little sexier. Got a little sexier. Yeah, like, hey, how you doing? Welcome to Stuck at Home with uh, Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. By the way, it was weird. I usually get to see Jason right before we go on air. And in this case, I didn't get to see him. This is the first time since we started a live show. I didn't have like eye contact with the guy before we went on. Now I feel like it's weird. Looking, I don't know what to do. Am I, at you? am I looking at you? No, it doesn't work now. So we're already on the air. It's not. It's over at this point. We're done. I, my eye, I can't look at myself, but are my eyes looking at you? I can't. Eyes? Well, you see, now if I do that, it probably looks like I'm looking at you, but I can't see it. Nope. Oh, now I can. Yeah. It's still weird. It's just weird. How are you, Jason? How's your day? I'm doing good. Today's a busy day, but a good busy day. We've had a lot of uh-huh. stuff going on, working on this uh change over on stuck at home to uh, you know, get it out into the world um, coordinating a couple things um, my wife and daughter decided and we have not been eating a lot of fast food there's been a couple breaks in it but in general mm-hmm. but today my daughter craved McDonald's and so they ordered it and I tried oh. some of it and you know what? I think that that's one of the things that um, this quarantine one of the positives is that I have lost my taste for that kind of oh you didn't like it you were like Ugh, I'm not into it yeah, yeah. That's good. I wish I could lose my taste for shit like that. It would be great. I'd I do be very like, happy. I do look like I do look like a good see <laughs> though. Those those that I'd enjoy. The uh, you know what they make? That's great. I, I the cappuccino stuff. Oh, the, yeah, the Nescafe stuff. Yeah, that shit's like crack. I just like their black iced tea, the um, the unsweetened stuff, because mostly it pretty much just tastes like water with just a hint of flavor, like a hint of tea flavor. It's not like good. But it's not like <laughs> water. It's like it's like uh, it's like a dollar brown water, and I enjoy it. I gotta tell you, I really like the unsweetened ice. I mean, the sweet tea, the sweet uh-huh. iced tea. But like the other night or last week, I was I was having some, and I was thinking to myself, in my mind, all these years, I've had like this like old Southern lady who makes it in a big glass pitcher with like 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 hues of, of ice, ice all, all through it. Through it. It's not it's that. that. It's just it's some, some guy, guy pumping, pumping nine things of sugar, sugar yeah. into, into a, a fucking, fucking thing of ice. ice. It's not even graduated or anything or whatever no, they call no. it. It's, uh, no, it's just no. like liquid sugar, the kind that, 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 that's the kind that gives you diabetes. Oh, hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah what? You're, you're, you're really, really. Diabetes. It gives you those. I totally didn't know. There it is. There it is. I've never really used any of the other ones, but. Diabetes. That's the one we use. Listen, listen. I like, I like it. So now, so now I want to say I one thing because, because we have Nick Guerra, Guerra coming, in coming in a little while, which I'm very, very excited about. about. And, and tomorrow, tomorrow we have Carly. Carly sure, sure, sure. No, no. Is that what you said? Right? I, I, I want to make sure I'm saying that. I always have a problem with Italian names. I will confirm with you. I called somebody that... Napolitano, Tramontazzi. I have a sales guy named Anthony Savelli, but I like to call him... It's like I like I call him Savali. He today was the first time I think he's ever heard me pronounce his name ever, his last name. And I was Arena. like, oh, Savali. And he's like, That's how you say my name. I'm like, Well, that's how I say it, but I don't yeah, say yeah. his name right. 
So most, most people, people say, say those names. names. Yeah, you know, like, it's yeah, like, it's like, like say my name, like, Dorf Dorfman. Yeah. If they say, if they say, my, say last my last name, name it's like Dorf Dorfman. It's got it's a, got a, it's got a, 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 a fa to it. Yeah, yeah. Dorfman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, you just, you just, that sounds familiar. Yeah, mine's, mine's way too common and easy, so I, I seldom get anybody saying it wrong. Though, for some reason, and it probably is just the way I speak, um, I'm loud, but I'm also like, I, my sound doesn't travel far, I guess, when I don't mm-hmm. want it to. So a lot of times when I go to Starbucks, um, the, the, the couple say Chase, C-H-A-S-E. Mm-hmm. When I say Jason, because I go Chase. Oh, they don't think their name is Chase. I guess he's Chase. I, I could see me as a chase too, but like I just, it, it took me a while, a while to figure out that maybe I just like get bored of saying my name and I just say Jace. And they're like, Chase. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just, you're just uh, Chase. Chase. Everyone, Everyone thinks, thinks I say Chris, Chris for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never, never Cliff. Cliff. No. No, no. no. I, mean, I mean, it's very, very rare. rare. So, so we go, go Cliff. Cliff. And I was, uh, like, I was okay, like, okay, Chris. You picked that up in about 40 minutes. I'm like, no, Cliff. Cliff, no, like, like, jump, jump off a cliff. cliff. Yeah. Like, I, I say, say stupid shit, shit like, dad, dad jokes, jokes to just, just get, get my, my fucking name. name. And, and, and I, I, you, you know, know what, what I could do? do? I could say, say Clifford. Oh, yeah, you could say Clifford. That's, That's you, know, you know, you cannot, cannot mistake the Clifford. Clifford. Not like, like Christian. No, yeah, no, that, that would, you, they, if they got that wrong, then you'd have to be like, who, what, the, what would you even get, like, what did Cliff, as opposed to Clifford, what would they even put, like, Mildred? The I bigger problem, problem is, is then I have, I have to be Clifford. Clifford. Yeah. Oh, and that's, that's I, I, I always feel like when someone, someone calls me Clifford, Clifford, I'm in trouble. trouble. Like, like, it's, like it's just because the full name on my license, license so it's like, like, like the principal's office, like, Clifford, we're ready for you now. now. Or like, step out of the car, Clifford. It always feels like something's not going well. You would do that, like, uh, like, move from Cliff to Clifford? Yeah, like, is it like the passing from like 67 to 68? Like, I don't think that Cliff is a 65 year old guy's name, but maybe like a 68. No, but like 70. If I went to 70, like Clifford, and I have to add like a third, Clifford Dorfman, the third. Oh, yeah. Who were who the second? I'm not sure. Right. I don't know. There was none. No. You know, but I, I feel like now I've digressed as much as I can into this name shit. Get, I'm a, done. get a parrot or a turtle, and you can name that Clifford, that Clifford Dorfman the second. As it's much always- as I like things uh-huh. that can't talk back to me, yeah, I'm not getting another pet. No, I got two dogs and a cat in here, and it, we're this close. My kid and I, we ordered ordered the uh, critter color. We're this close to to punk rock uh, dying. My uh, Scottish fold cat, like green, just <laughs> down the middle, like she's like a Sid Vicious Mohawk. What color is she now? She's blue. You know that blue gray. Oh, okay, she's. She's very precious. Oh. And, then, and then she's going to be all Sylvia. Like, oh, poor Sylvia. Well, she looks like an owl. Like It's like literally, because if you've ever seen the Scottish folds, their ears are like folded forward. That's why they're called Scottish folds. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't know cats very well. Me and cats. Yeah, you're not a cat person. We, we get along fine. There was this time once upon a time when I was living you in. You don't the, like animals. You hate I, animals. I love animals. You hate cats. I just, I like dogs. I like something that I can. You're a cat hater. At all. Uh, but I did have this. There was this point in my life. I was living with this guy in um, and his You're wife. Living with this guy. I was Go living on. with friends. Is like 24 years old. I just kind of like this is my rock in bottom. Sparks? In Sparks. In in Reno. I wasn't in Sparks, but I was in in old Reno. Was he a DJ at a strip club? He was a bouncer at a lot of the different strip clubs. Um, How did I know? How uh, did I know? Well, he's also Mormon. See, this is this is what being an empath is. Yeah. 
I don't he, know why I know that. Go on. He's a Mormon bouncer at strip clubs, right. and you're living with him in Reno. Yeah. Continue. So yeah, it, it, Tongan guy. You know, a lot of the a lot of the Mormons were Polynesian, and uh, I didn't and, know that. yeah, there's a lot of Mormon Polynesians and a lot of them in Reno. So they all worked all the clubs. But uh, yeah, so we do a lot of drugs together and hang out. And I just kind of lived in the basement and did drugs and uh, helped, bounce, <laughs> helped bounce a couple times. That was ridiculous. This cat just showed up one day and he wouldn't leave. And so I tried oh, to get out of the And so eventually I named him Dan Cheeseman and he lived at the house with me. Dan Cheeseman? Dan Cheeseman. Was it orange colored? No, no. He's like a gray and white cat. He just looked like a Dan... And yeah. Cheeseman just sounded like a name that fit him a lot. And so he was Dan Cheeseman. I'm not even sure he was a girl or a boy cat. Chase, um, Chase, Chase Smitty, I have a question for you. Were okay. you, what were you sleeping on in the basement of the Mormon bouncer, uh, the Mormon stripper bouncers? Uh, I think I. Is it a bed? No. Was it two uh, cinder blocks with plywood across it? And then a mad, like some kind of clothes laid out over it? I did pass out once on the um, the workout bench because it was soft because somebody else was using the couch that I slept on. That, that but that's day. once. Oh, but you were sleeping on a couch in the basement. It was a couch. Couch in the basement. Um, and I was down there fixing computers and uh, doing powder drugs. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's. That's uh, thank God we know you today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's a long hole to climb out of, son. That is a really <laughs> long hole to climb out that of. That is a deep, dark fucking hole. How about that? Wait, what did Land say, by the oh. way, about my name? No Clifford, I hate animals. Listen, any fucking dog that chases parked cars, I don't care how big. Obviously, Clifford the Big Red Dog was so big, he was genetically mutated to a place where he was fucking so dumb, he chased parked cars. That is not a hero, and it's certainly not someone you want to grow up around a bunch of East Coast Jew New Yorkers with that name and that kid book when you're in elementary school. <laughs> Learn how to fight pretty fast, or you get tough friends. You yeah. got two choices, or you spend a lot of time go behind the principal's uh, skirt. At least the big red dog is a lot better than, like, some other ones you could have had. Um, not really? No. <laughs> no. It's not really. That, there's nothing great. There's nothing, I, like, you I'm could not- have... I'm not joking. I actually grew up with a girl named Anita Boner. I would rather have my name be Boner. Like, at least <laughs> then you could play sports and, like, you know, it's right. a funny thing. Like, it's not Clifford the Big Red Dog. Gotcha. It's just, like, you're big, you're red, you're a different color. You're, like, everything about you is your outcast. Ah, got it. Oh, but yeah. he was so lovable. No, no, he couldn't fit in the house. How can anyone love him? Your name is Land. You know, until you said that, Land, it <laughs> never dawned on me that your parents named you after uh, Terra Firma. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible to me. Terra Firma being the Latin term for, for Earth. For Earth. For Land. I was trying to come up with a quick acronym. It's not a dead language. Oh, like what Land stands for? Yeah. Lazy and not to be disturbed. I <laughs> I don't think that would be his name of all the people in the whole world, but yeah. He, Land? Land, yeah. No, he's not lazy. He's the opposite. That's why I said lazy. The guy yeah. literally works 25-8, and yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't believe he still has time to comment on here. Oh, he's the best. You know, I was talking to uh, Scooter about the uh, uh, Scott Scott Porch. I was talking to him about the the, the Apple Watch. I uh-huh. swear to God, he starts fucking talking about it to me. Da, da, da. I never thought I'd want an Apple Watch. Now maybe I'm thinking... Uh, Get an Apple Watch. They're not too bad. What was the what was the selling point that you were like? Now, 
I need an apple. Oh, I'll tell you exactly what. Wait, what is like? I got wait, my name. <laughs> you got it. I love him. Um, the selling point, I'll tell you exactly what it was. He started telling me about, and everybody probably knows this except me, the rings. Like the, you complete your rings each day. So there's the exercise ring, the other, like whatever it is. I Easy. want I want it. The breathing ring and the stand-up ring. And yeah, there's a whole bunch of different ones. Yeah. Whatever they are, I want those every day where someone like this artificial intelligence is like beeping down my pulse going like, you have not completed your rings yet. And I'm like, fuck, I better get out there and do the rings. That's, I feel like, uh, the, like through the middle of that part of the conversation, I'm like, how much was the watch? The, no, it works. We, you know, it, I got one for you my get one on the show. Let's, let's rate it. I have one. So get it free. Right. No, no, I, no. You don't have one. Oh, I, we got to oh. get one. Wait, I mean, Apple. I don't have <laughs> yeah. one. Exactly. You can watch. It's uh, Where is the watch? I'm not good at this. Free shit. Uh, let me check my other not Apple watch and see where. Amazing to me that you don't have more free shit. Um, it's because. When you're so good at it. Any of it. Well. Uh, yes. I feel like that's a. Well, I want, I, um, I happen to see Nick down here and he's ready and I know it's a little yes. bit early, but I don't like. I don't care. I love. No, no, no. Now I'm so happy Nick's here. Let's 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 bring Nick Guerra on. Uh, we have a, an amazing guest today, Nick Guerra. He is on the long form of the Cliff Dorfman show. Uh, both his, parts of his interview are now officially dropped, right, Jason? Absolutely. He's got an amazing new special on HBO that dropped literally uh, the week of the quarantine beginning. Yep. They were doing a interview before we went. Um into quarantine and that released that that same week that everybody stopped being around is an incredible put aside how funny he is he's an incredibly talented writer if you have some time you should read any of his blogs anything you can find out this guy is is intelligent he is on point he is always working he does not know how to say no which is why he's again here today to, <laughs> to bless us Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Guerra. Okay. Yeah, I like Thank that. <laughs> You're like, who's doing your hair, brother? Oh, uh, dude, uh, me. I just woke up uh, probably about 15 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> just woke up? Holy shit, I'm jealous. Yeah. My God, 15 minutes ago. Wait, it's a quarter to... Where are you? You're in uh, Texas? I'm in Hollywood. You're... <laughs> So we're in the same time zone. I'm just making yeah, sure. Yeah. We actually yeah. stay in our spare room. Um, I just don't wake him up until like 2.45. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you woke up at 3, which, by the way, I'm not judging at all. Because if I wake up early, I'm playing golf or something online. There's nothing that I'm doing. But you slept. Did you go out last night? No. I, I worked on my podcast and I did uh, just kind of stayed up uh, working on things. I'm, I'm a night owl, man. I've always, always have been. Uh, and I just had myself a little ball last night getting everything done, you know, so that <laughs> Isn't I did, that the best. Yeah, man. You know, I was like, yeah, let's knock it out. That way we're done for Monday. I, you know, got online and, oh, pay credit cards. You have to remind yourself, especially now, like, oh, I have to look yeah. at all the things I need to do. <laughs> right? There's still bills that have to be paid or at least yeah, pushed man. off. Yeah, yeah. It feels like we never left March, you know, and you forget that. Yes, we've been fucking stuck in March. That's exactly what it is. And and it's it's I, I don't even feel like we're aging. I feel like yeah. we're just preserved. Like yeah, just, yeah, everything's yeah. on standstill. And I don't know. How are you how's your family doing in Texas, by the way? 
Uh, they're doing good. Everybody's doing yeah. good, man. You know, uh, okay. from, from what I'm hearing from them, I t talked to my mom on Mother's Day. Uh, nice. Yeah, I know. I called her. You, you could tell she loves it. <laughs> she what do you mean? What do, you, what do we have you fuckers she for? You know, we, like I'm a mother. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I, was talking, uh, I was talking to a friend the other day. I was like, because, you know, my mom remarried. Uh, you know, we talked about this a few years later. And I think the every child owes it to their to their mom's new husband or stepdad to call mom every now and then. That way he can have a moment. <laughs> You're a thousand percent correct. If I just give the guy a break, give the guy a break, man, call your mom. And then he gets to walk away for a little bit. And then she's happy walking around like, Oh, I got my, my children called me, you know, yeah, like, that's it. She's on, she's floating on air. What do you got, Jason? My daughter right now is watching true crime shows with my wife, which she and never, not us, obviously, and not me. And it is amazing. What is she watching? They're they're watching just a whole bunch of true crime documentaries right now. And my daughter never does that, but for some reason, she's just like taking the brunt of my wife's poor TV choices. And I'm so <laughs> as the stepdad. It's I'm, happening as he said it. Well, and dude, I get it, man. I you know, like it's it's funny to me because. That's the only reason I would want to have a kid, a distraction for for whoever I'm with. That it really is. It's it's great for a lot of things. You can throw them in the way of a lot of different people. It's not just the other parent. You can throw them in front of grandparents, oh. uncles, neighbors, yeah. other kids. Oh, you, that, any plans oh, you have? Oh, yeah. my kid. Dude, like, hey, you know what? Go grocery shopping with mom. I'll, I'll chill out. I'm just going to sit in a chair. <laughs> Why do you think most dads end up sitting in a chair or a That's couch it. somewhere? Like, ah, I get the dad, hey. And I get the call sometimes too. It's like, take the kid driving today. Now. All right. It's time. It's over. There you go. <laughs> it's a real, real thing. You know, it's funny because uh, so, like, I have to prepare a lot of times because I've never met someone with you. I, I know you so well from our, our last interview that yeah, it, was, yeah. like, it was just easy today. I was like, oh, great. I get to just talk to Nick. So knowing how much you fucking work and how you're unable. So you have a podcast that you're doing, right? Yeah. And you're yeah, writing yeah. new material now that the HBO, the HBO special, by the way. Oh, you saw it? Oh, oh thank you, Yeah, man. of course I saw it. Come on. Thank you. Fucking <laughs> I'm always I mean, surprised. You're so polished. It was so clean. It was so funny. It seemed like you were making it up. Yeah, the top yeah, of your head. I mean, I knew you didn't, but I mean, I forgot. It was like, well, this seems like it's just flowing. You're fantastic. I cannot oh, recommend you. it highly enough. And thank you for making me laugh. And now I know you're probably off that material already and, and writing yeah. new stuff. Well, yeah, what's yeah. happening now is, uh, of course, you know, that first month of quarantine or those first few weeks, we all had this weird desire to like, we got to do something. You have to do something. We can't waste this time. But then you get so in your head of like, I, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm, I'm just stressed out. What made me start writing more? I started doing uh, stand up shows on Zoom. Okay, I, I love that you broached this. So, so we, we were talking about it with uh, Jeff Cesario yesterday. That uh, Flappers is doing some shows, uh, and and people are and comedians seem to be liking it. What are your yeah. experiences? How is it working? Tell us all about it, dude. I think uh, you know I was very hesitant because you're just like I don't want to talk to my computer to make people laugh. You know, most people can turn off their screen so they you can't even see them. And if they don't want to turn on their microphone, you can't hear them. Uh, but what I found with it is that it's the ultimate place 
to try out material that you would never be able to do on stage. Because on stage in most comedy clubs, I would say, and I think we talked about this, 80% of the audience doesn't know who you are. So you right. have we did to, talk about this. Yeah, you have to sell the act. On these things, they are there for stand-up. They are there to listen. You know, it's not like, oh, it's just a night out. We got free tickets. No, we signed in on this. So right. I'm actually playing with material more that I probably wouldn't be able to do on a, on an actual show on a weekend. And are you finding that, you know, because there's, it's one thing uh, we were, Jason and I were talking about this a little, uh, that, that, you know, certain uh, types of comedians, some are, are, are uh, maestros, you know, and it's energy conducting, you know, you're moving the energy this way, you're moving the energy that way. Are you finding that with the energy that you're getting through the computer screen, you know, and, and let's say, like you said, you're not seeing some people, their mics aren't on, but you know, they're there. Are you still feeling it? And are you getting a reciprocal, you know, like, oh, that was a nice hit. Yes. 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 And it's timing, man. The, the big thing is you learn a different timing because you're like, okay, I need to say this concisely and then stop the thought to allow them to laugh and then catch up, which, you know, if you notice mm -hmm. a lot of stand up nowadays, people talk and run on sentences. They just go yes. and go and go with this. You have to know your timing. You're like, I'm going to end it here. Let them digest that and then hit them with this punchline, you know? Right. It's like a cell phone comedy. It's like when you uh, talk, like trying to have a conference call on a cell phone, you got to wait for the thoughts to all be done. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's exactly it, man. It's, it's been interesting. I've enjoyed it. I actually signed up to do a, a show on Friday. Where at? Uh, Sammy Obeyed uh, asked me to do one of his shows. I don't know if you know Sammy. Sammy's a great comic. Mm. He Samuel yeah. He immediately jumped on to uh, the quarantine comedy thing where he started setting up Zoom shows. And it was actually lots of fun. We had 60 people at one of the shows. I was like, all right, let's do and, it. And people are paying. They're signing in and they're what, donating yeah. something? Or there's a, is there a cover they charge? Can ven or they can Venmo you. They Venmo the uh, producers and they split it up, you know, and uh, it's nice. Yeah, like uh, I... It's nice. Yeah, it's, it's sweet. You know, it's like, oh, it's, that's nice of you. You know, because it's kind of a, a give and take both ways. You get to... Right. I get to let out these stupid thoughts that I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to, because otherwise, especially coming off of the special, right? And it's a big special. It's HBO. You you walk off this special and, you know, normally in a, in a normal sense of life, you'd already be, you know, trying out new material on the road, at home, preparing your next special, right? Pretty you'd much, man. Probably almost there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or at least a few months in, you know, at this point, at least. Now yeah. you're having to revamp. Do you think that this is going to be our, our what we're looking at for a, a, maybe even a longer term as far as the future of stand-up? You know, is it going to have to be electronic? Um, you no, know, I think uh, I think the big guys are going to be hurting the most, the guys that obviously pack out theaters and pack out clubs because the right. club can't sell out anymore, so they can't afford the fee. So those guys are going to either have to take a pay cut or, you know, figure it out with the clubs. I think guys right. like me... You know, if the club starts social distance rules, guys like me have enough of a fan base to handle that. And so they're not overwhelmed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes uh, a lot of sense. Yeah. But you have to look down the future because what is it, you know, what are we really and, and is it going to be something where, like you're saying, you're, you're, you're acting to this audience that is there, not there. So is everyone going to have to really kind of reacquire a new set of timing? I think, and, and you know what, man? yeah, I think people are going to have to uh, learn how to be a showman. That's mm -hmm. it. You know, like we've uh, 
it's funny because you can even uh, compare it to like when Brando introduced realistic acting. Uh, <laughs> there was a very big hit of, of realism comedy in the 90s, 2000s to now where it's like, yes. be real, just start talking. I think now it's like, OK, be a showman. Know how to tell the joke. You just can't go off on a tangent just to go off on it. You better have a point, you know, because it'll dissipate. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of what I, I think it's what they were hoping to do with Quibi that 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 you know can really land with comedy that isn't landing with Quibi is that people are shorter attention spans, and if they're yeah. not being forced, like you said, to go out for a night or choosing to go out or you got free tickets or whatever, they're choosing to be online and look at you and listen. It would be the yeah, same, man. you know, so and, and in a way, isn't it a little more intimate? It is, man, because you're literally in people's living rooms live. And that's the most that's... interesting thing, because, you know, like if you, if you see comments online on, on videos, the reason that people are so critical of comedy clips online is because they're in the comfort of their home watching from their couch. So they feel more attacked by the words that that mm. uh, that they're just watching. But when you're there. It's almost like, oh, we've we've signed up for his words, so they're <laughs> more forgiving. You know, it's it's weird. Oh, it's that mindset, man. <laughs> no, but that that is really interesting to have it as a delay and be able to live with the words, as opposed to like, no, I signed up for every live moment of this in my living room. And yeah. and the fact that we're even having this happen in this look, the fact that we're alive for any of this is is mind blowing. Uh, Tell me about. Yeah. Tell me about the podcast. What, what's going on with the podcast? Oh, well, the podcast, uh, I don't know if we talked about it. It's uh, we didn't. The, the scary stories, right? The mm -hmm. uh, So last night's episode, we just did different uh, stories where it was about the one-man hide-and-seek, uh, lights in the skies. We just did a mix of horror stories. Uh, it's going good. The biggest mm -hmm. thing is uh, now knowing that world a little bit more, the cryptid world. that uh, We just did a whole episode on skinwalkers. Uh Ooh. Yeah. I know a lot about that. Have you been watching the uh, Skinwalker Ranch? No, no, no. I saw that, but I don't know where it's at. Where's it uh, at? History Channel. History Channel. Okay, okay. Uh, Secret to Skinwalker Ranch. This Mormon guy, Jason, uh, one of your brethren, bought the ranch from Bigelow, from the Bigelow Aeronautics guy who used to have yeah. it, the billionaire. And this this new billionaire bought the ranch to do all the research, and they're doing it live on a, uh, on a uh, whatever, a reality show. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you actually got into Skinwalkers, the Navajo curse with the changing of a body, like where werewolves yeah. come from? Yeah, we, I, I, we've been reading about it a lot. I mean, it's very interesting, especially, you know, a lot of people think they see Skinwalkers. And then you learn about all the different cryptids where there is the, the of course, the Skinwalkers, the Navajo thing, right? The shaman right. that they were asked by their tribes to become monsters to fight off uh, colonials. And they just never came back from that, that evil. That's what happened, you know? So the shamans became these monsters to fight off people coming and attack their tribes. But then it became too enticing <laughs> to, right. to continue to be this monster, right? And, uh, yeah, they're, they're invincible. But it, it's, it's like living in that world. You start seeing that everything lines up with whatever you want to believe how the world is. Mm -hmm. If you want to believe that the world is spiritual, everything lines up, whether it's science or spirits. You want to believe the world is a computer simulation, everything lines up, whether you know, and then that's kind of what I explore with this podcast is I'm like, well, if we look at it from the spiritual angle, like last night, uh, mm -hmm. we were talking about people saw these lights in the skies and they went crazy uh, back in the 1920s. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, the first 
alien crash happened in 1950s, right? Mm-hmm. Um, technically, but technically, not really. You know, the truth is there was something previous to that. Well, there's something in but, New Mexico. So what I think is is this is that the first crash happened. They were already mm-hmm. around, and I oh, yeah. think you know a lot of uh, what what may have happened is when they crashed. We got a hold of their technology, started reverse engineering it, and now they were like, "Okay, we got to make a treaty with these people." And I think right. their technology, according to these these uh, stories, people were freaking out after seeing these lights. And I was like, "Well, maybe they were weaponizing our own fears," which is what the U.S. government tried to do with MK Ultra was weaponize our own fears, you know? Yes. Or I mean, yeah. So well, it's, using it's, acid as a as a uh, the gateway into yeah, and you know, what we're seeing now. Realm. Because the, you know, the, the idea there is that we're just a brain. And if you can mess with the mechanics of it, you can make people go crazy. One bad day can make somebody go crazy and destroy whatever life they have, you know? Oh, yeah. And so that's where I jumped in on that side. I was like, I see the science (laughs) of this. I see this. So it it gets in your head. But a lot of it, I just have to be like, and that's my theory. And move on. I don't want to (laughs) know it. (laughs) <laughs> right otherwise you're not going to wake up from it and you're just now exactly man go into it yeah now, so you i love that you're into all this stuff have you what did you think of that uh maybe you've seen it before but the official disclosure of that did you see the uss nimitz stuff of the unidentified flying object that the one that just came out i haven't seen yeah. the video but but i've uh i've seen it and it's so funny to me because i think the biggest fear of of like let's say let's all live in the world that aliens exist Right. Yeah, you know, something I 100% believe uh, I, I do as well. The biggest thing was just like I said, is that how will people react if this information is on them? Now we see how people react when a pandemic is on them. They go crazy. They protest. They go nuts. They demand everything. It kind of throws your whole right. out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they saw a chance where they were like, just release the video, you know, <laughs> see how everybody, see how everybody just deals with this. They're at home. Let them deal with it in the comfort of their own right. home. But it's a it's a much bigger deal than people like the Pentagon has disclosed that it's a UFO that yeah. they don't know. I mean, people are not really sitting in that. The fucking Pentagon has admitted they don't know what that shit is. Yeah. It's not of this world, which means yeah. there's something else. That's yeah. a huge, and most of it's because of that guy Tom. Uh, what's his name from Blink One Eighty Two? Uh, <laughs> he started that 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 MUFON or whatever it is. I'm probably yeah. saying it wrong, but uh, and yeah, he's yeah. the one who got that fucking disclosure to happen. So yeah, we're yeah, on yeah. the brink of all this. This is the craziest time. Are you not coming up with the best material, dude? Uh, well, you, here's the problem, man. Okay, so Tell me. the biggest problem with material when you push it into that realm is that if the mind hasn't processed it, it hasn't become a general idea. So Mm -hmm. when you say things that are not a general idea to an audience, they can't process it because they don't have any reference. Like I'll give you a a very small example. I was doing a joke back in the day about how there was a lot of sitcoms with single dads and that was the hit, but you rarely saw sitcoms with single moms. And it's because Mm -hmm. back in the day they were, they were demonizing being a single mother. It was people didn't feel bad for single moms, so they couldn't write a pilot. So a single mom taking care of his kids, they're like, no, that's her fault. She did it to herself. (laughs) Whereas that's like, oh, his wife died. Oh, he had to become a dad. And when I presented that, how how a lot of the narrative in our movies Mm -hmm. are against 
uh, single mothers and things like that, people just couldn't comprehend it because I was attacking, you know, their favorite sitcoms. I was attacking right. Full House, which is what they were used to. Yeah, single dads are hilarious and charming. Single moms, they get what they deserve. And right. it, it, that narrative has come from a lot of things, you know, but just presenting it to the audience and seeing them not catch it and not realizing that that I'm trying to show them through a funny way how messed up that idea is. I just right. had to drop the joke. I was like, it, it, it's too hard. for It's them. not going to penetrate in these times. Yeah. You know, and, and that's sometimes that's what happens when you write material is you're like, if I say this, will it hit these people in the right way? Or do I just have to abandon the thought because they're just not there? You know? Yeah. And, and that's something I've been thinking a lot about. And, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on it is that do you think when this is over that we can go back to content? Uh, forget about stand up. Like we can watch TV shows. You know, if Modern Family was coming back, could we watch it without people, you know, talking about the quarantine or still having masks? Can we just go back to watching stuff where people are acting like there was no quarantine? Well, well you know, it, it, it's uh, did you ever see that video of the, uh, of the guy that lived through the uh, Spanish flu pandemic? He said it took no. about it, it, he there's a quick video. I forgot what it was. It was on one of the now this. He said it took about three years after everything was fine for everybody to come back to normal. And uh, I just read an article where it said that it's going to take time. I, I think with entertainment, entertainment, you'll see it being pushed first because there's only so many stories you can write about it you can't mm -hmm. live in an entire series you know based that's on, right yeah so that's right i think entertainment will start pushing the idea of like okay let's normalize let's be fine uh whether the people want to go along with it it's just that it's like i said you have to introduce the idea and then let it sit with people so that they can change their beliefs around it Right. Like, can I go out and shoot a movie and not at all, address, you know, that's going to take place in a small town and not at all address, uh, you know, the what pandemic, the quarantine or COVID? Or can I just shoot it? And it's like, this is a movie. This exists on this plane. And it's a it's a, you know, a slice of thought. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think uh, I think the big guys could do it. Spielberg, you know, Scorsese, Tarantino, those guys can get right into it. In fact, I would see somebody like Tarantino not even letting it uh, bother him. He's like, it's the Tarantino world. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, you and know? I got to say, you know, uh, Nancy said she never thought uh, she'd be alive or something like this. It's, it, it's beyond surreal. I mean, listen, this is something that we're in the history books, if nothing else. Yeah. Well, the most surreal part is that this our technology has allowed us to document it. And in, in real time, we're watching everyone's reactions, whether it's just news clips to comedy skits to weird memes. And, and that's the crazy part is that there is literally thousands to upon thousands of, of ways this has been dissected by a human mind. And I, to me, that's the surreal part is seeing how people are taking it in. I agree. And we're seeing uh, like Obama and Lindsay Lohan give commencement speeches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did Lindsay maybe Obama. No, I think I just added Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> I think she don't fuck with Lindsay. I love Lindsay. Oh. But I, she definitely graduated high school in I, some kind of homeschooling. She's on Cameo too. I should have done that one for your birthday. Um, oh, no, I, 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 no. <laughs> no, I could just call it. Remember how Wait, it, when you first. can't edit that. Fuck. Go on. <laughs> When uh, um, first, like the first time you ever saw Mad Men and you're like, oh, they're so mean to women back then. Well, it'd be yeah. weird watching period pieces are like, 
oh, remember when we could touch? Like yeah. handshakes and hugs? hugs like that's like what a kisses. weird time. Like hugged each other. Like the minute you saw each other, you just like touch skin. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, there's some people that are going to freak out. They're going to want their handshake. They're, hey, give me a handshake, you know? But that's yeah. also a weird thing that we do. If you really break it down, the idea that the handshake became so important to life, like a man's handshake is is, is how much you can trust him. Maybe it's good that that's dying out. <laughs> I, I imagine it was I because... disagree, buddy. So that you don't have a gun or a sword or a knife in your hand, maybe, or something like that. That is where it came from, to show that you're open-handed. And you yeah. have no weapon. So yeah, that yeah, is yeah. correct. Yeah, but hands now, up. hands up, don't touch. It works just as well. Yeah. I mean, your hand is the weapon, though. That's the that's the new paradigm. Well, yeah. So, you know, how do we move? How do we move from that? So, so what do you think your plan is? Like, okay, so things start to open up creatively. Do you just keep looking day to day, or are you looking for a, a large, like you know, because when we spoke last you always had plans, you know, it seemed yeah. like we had a, a long-term goal. Yeah. Are you still able to think that way with comedy and career or is it more to the moment? Um, I still am thinking long-term. I still, you know, I mean, this is my life, so I'm going to have to make it work. And that, yeah. that is the reality okay. situation, you know, like this is what I've done <laughs> to myself. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. This, this is it. You had to do this business. Here you are. But, you know, yeah. listen, it, it, it's not really about, you know, you're going to do comedy. What I mean in the bigger picture is, is it can you go? I guess it's kind of the culminating questions for everything we're talking about with this pandemic stuff. Can you go create a whole new hour right now? Or do you really have to wait to see, like you said, how things are going to be perceived once we're on the other side of this? You know, man, uh, doing the live shows, coming up with with jokes that are not just quarantine based, but mm -hmm. living now that people are living in this situation where you can come up with comedy. Like I did a joke. I'll, I'll just do it right now uh, that I wrote because of the I said uh, I will go to McDonald's just to feel normal. You know, like that's my big treat to myself. We're going to go get a big now <laughs> and just pretend it's normal. And, and normal. McDonald's has done everything they can to keep it feeling like normal. They continue to mess up on your order. They, you know, they haven't changed that. If nobody inside the building, yet somehow they still continue to mess up your order, you know? So they're, they're, they're pre-quarantine <laughs> procedures still happening. And, uh, you know, what I like to do with McDonald's. That works. Yeah, and that's, that's a, so I, I learned how to do it. And then I would, started to write this other bit where I was like, every time you go to McDonald's, you have to have a backup order. And that's the beauty of McDonald's. They've gotten you so used that to the fact that they're going to mess up your first order. You have a just in case. It's like I want a quarter pounder, you know, but I'm going to get McNuggets just in case they get this wrong. And you can't just ask for ice cream. That's like asking your drug dealer for just uh, half a gram. You know, they always ask you. You're like, hey, can I get a McFlurry? They're like, is that it? Let me check. The <laughs> we don't have any. <laughs> so it's that. And it's living in that moment. I, you've been to my drive-through because that's exactly yeah. what you know. All right, let me have the uh, the cappuccino thing. Is that it? Yeah, the machine isn't working. Yeah, let me check it out. That machine's not yeah. working. <laughs> yeah. like, what that like just happened to me? Seriously. Well, that's but th by the way, hysterical one and two. That works now. That's the kind of thing that works before and after the quarantine. That yep. that, that feels like okay. So you know that you can go in safe with all material of that sort of realm. What are those yeah. universal things that we all can laugh about, you know, now and even after? Like, oh, yeah, remember when that happened at McDonald's? 
that's it. And that's happening. It. I mean, that that's that's the challenge of of com- comics now is like, can you write the joke? But can you write the joke of now? But can you write the joke of forever? You know, and and we are always in that talk about now, but talk about how this will look forever. And, you know, we we I, I you already know my love for Carlin. Carlin was the best. Oh. Of that. <laughs> yeah, he and he would really understand what got under the you know under the skin oh you know, yeah that. man yeah his whole boomers bit the 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 uh where he's just attacking boomers it's like yeah. dude that was written in in the 90s and it's still it's completely today. relevant today right yeah. exactly and but that's the thing and i wonder how carlin i wonder about carlin a lot but sensitivity levels that's the thing you know it's it's it feels like everybody's just at this point like what 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 are you gonna say what what do you got and they're ready to kind of jump off but i don't know maybe comedy is going to be kind of a great divide as it has been in a lot of these times you know man i think uh and i was talking to somebody about this i think when we go back i think the crowds will will be demanding more heartfelt hard-hitting comedy they're not going to be as sensitive i think after this it's like why you just want me to come up here and and just play to you or are we just going to talk about real shit are you going to let me talk and that's i think that's where we're at now is that people are going to go back and be like you know what you're right i want to get out of the comfort of my home i want to get out of the comfort of my bubble and i just want to experience and live things so that maybe these ideas hit me harder that's my my hope I think the first few months, people are going to want to laugh. So you uh-huh. have to make them laugh. And then yes. a few months after that, it's going to be like, now now tell me how to process this. Because I don't know how to process And that's what comics do. You just nailed it. Tell me how to process this. I don't know how to metabolize any of this shit that's going on. Please yeah. make some fucking joke about this so I can laugh. Laughing is very much akin to an orgasm. You know, yeah. uh, you know like, ah, oh, it's this massive release. That literally comes out of every pore of your body when you're laughing, including sound and sweat and all of it. So don't sleep on the laughing thing. It's the only thing that's getting any of us through this is finding funny shit. Because otherwise, what would we be doing? We'd be killing each other already. Exactly. We'd be going nuts. And and you're right. It's 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 a complete laughing is such a weird, great emotion because it's all surprise. The most honest laugh is I didn't see that coming. And that's yes. the most therapeutic laugh because it's like, oh my God, that's out of me. You know, like, yeah. And I, I, you do feel this big sense of relief now. Oh, by the way, Jason, do we now have a, uh, a video clip? I'm going to, uh, would you mind staying and watching it? Cause we want to, uh, we have the two oh, uh, yeah, parts that are now dropped for the podcast. Jason, are we going to show that? I feel like he's there somewhere. He's always listening. <laughs> this is a long delay for Jason. So anyway, what I was asking is that, oh, give me two minutes. See, I like this. There it is. There it is. Stuff. See, this is how we roll here, Nick. So what I was asking is because we now have both parts of the interview dropped. And have you seen you haven't seen the video as no, yet? man. I was wondering. I haven't I haven't had a chance. I'd love to oh, yeah. get it. Yeah. Oh, no, no. We're gonna get we'll send it to you so we can all promote after this is over, then we're gonna I'm gonna be posting it all, but I wanted to announce one and two a drop today and then move forward from there. You know, but one of the things that I thought was really interesting and, and that we talked about in the longer interview was you being raised in McAllen mm-hmm. and, you know, for, and it was you, right. It was the fruitcake factory, right? Is that, that one? You didn't have a fruit. What was the big source of business in McAllen? Oh, the besides big- border patrol. 
Well, that's yeah, that's definitely the, the big source. Yeah, the that's border the big patrol. source of business there is border yeah. patrol, right? It's like the yeah, border, border patrol, patrol. lemons. <laughs> lemons, lemons are big. Citrus, man, citrus kills it. <laughs> well, I love you know we did a, a kind of deep dive into into growing up there and spanning out and finding your roots from your comedy and then bringing it into a larger spectrum. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things you talked about was that really stayed with me was about how you just, you know, don't, don't fucking say no, like figure out how to say yes to everything. Let's, let's watch this, uh, this clip, Jason. So Gene Pompa hits me up on MySpace. Now Gene was out in Dallas for a random weekend, saw me at open mic and he, he's like, Hey, give me a call real quick. So I called him. He's like, Hey, I got this project out in LA. Do you think you can make it? I'll find you a $75 gig to help offset the cost. And if I can find you another one, you know, that'll help, but can you come out here to, to this lunch meeting that I'm going to have? So I said, yeah, sure, I'll be there. Got a buddy pass, flew out to, to <laughs> California. Gene had me uh, take a train down to Seal Beach for a reason. Train. Yeah. <laughs> train. Got picked, up, uh, got picked up by him, and then he took me to his lunch, and we mm -hmm. had this lunch with this guy who wants to produce a comedy special, right, okay. uh, that Gene's going to host. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then Gene later on told me, he's like, it was between you and an L.A. comic. And the L.A. comic didn't want to show up for lunch. So you got the thing. I was like, perfect. What's said, yes. wrong with people? Like, what? Like, Because people don't see the benefit. If they don't see, that's the problem with, with a lot of comics and why they stay broke. If they don't see the immediate benefit or if they, they think it's, you know, beneath them. And in my mind, it's not beneath you. Right. Say yes until you can afford to say no. And guess what? Yeah. Still say yes. Because once, <laughs> that's a smart once one. You, you hit that that moment really every show beyond that is a thank you to her hey. amen <laughs> amen to that every show beyond that is a thank you tour you know so something very similar also was was dane cook when he was coming back from the hit he took from his uh, brother-in-law whatever yeah. uh, you know that that he so much of it when he was booking these arenas and these shows was thank you Thank you for coming. I have to step it up each time now. Thank you, fans. It's not about the new fans even now. It's about these people who keep coming. Yeah, well, you're their event. And that's that's the other gamble of all this is that before each show, and I think even after the quarantine, before stepping on stage, I think each comic's going to have to have a moment and decide, is this show for me? Is this show for them? And is there a way mm -hmm. that I can mix it up and do both? Because people, anyone that goes to the comedy club after this wants to laugh. They want to go to a comedy club. They want to be in a group yes. again. Yeah, you're not going to get the random craving. Walk. Yeah. You're going to so, actually have a lot more people, you know, like after uh, New Year's Eve and the gym is all packed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So it'll be that. And it, it's 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 always that, that weird moment of like, so how much of this is for me and how much of this is for them? And I think... Uh, yeah, man, I think it, it's if you stay in that mind of thank you for showing up, I'm going to make you laugh. I'm going to take a little of uh, energy from you. You're going to take some <laughs> from me and then yep. we're going to say thank you. Good night. You know, but definitely the thank you. You know, it's it's a lot, man. I'm grateful that people show up to hear stand up. I don't know what the attraction is, but thank <laughs> God for doing it. <laughs> yeah, you're a very smart, very funny young man. And, and that being said, first of all, I love you. Let Tell us first where we can find you on social. Everywhere, where can we find you? Is it Nick Comic? Nick Comic, yeah. You can find Across. me on Instagram. Uh, yeah, I'm posting lots of just weird videos. Last night, I recorded myself drunk giving advice. <laughs> How'd that go? Was it good advice? It was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about dating, right? Because uh, I right. kind of live in that realm. And then, uh, yeah, check out True Scary Stories with Edie Podcast. We're going to drop it today. And uh, the last episode we did was Skinwalkers. This one's going to be more of like 
people entering the house to demons to whatever, whatever. So, you know, they'll get a good mix on this this episode coming up. I can find it on oh. Apple or Stitcher or Spotify. Yeah, yeah, Spotify, Pandora, it's on everything. Uh, and also, mm-hmm. um, yeah, my special. Where are you going to be? Yes. <laughs> well, your special, we posted a link for the for the trailer. Uh, yeah. Once you off, like once we say goodbye before we end the show, I'm going to play the trailer so people can see it. Because okay, okay. I, I love it. And then where is, uh, wait, we can find the podcast everywhere, right? Apple, mm-hmm. Stitcher, Spotify, all those places? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and uh, we got you across the board on social. I, I think Jason, are we? Are we? I, I, I could keep oh. Nick. I, I like him. I, want him to I guess this is a good question that uh, that Macy came up with. Uh, what 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 virtual comedy stand up places should people be looking for? I know of a couple, no, like the Nowhere Comedy Store, like the Nowhere. Yeah. Comedy I think uh, the Samuel Bates social distancing that one's been really good. Sammy's great about picking. Mikey Winfield is doing. Uh, doing one he actually just asked me to do one but the one i'm sticking with is sammy here i'll, I'll find the, the name of it uh so sammy obeyed is of course sammy s-a-m-m-y obeyed o-b-e-i-d and uh his is he's really fun and he's good about picking uh right guys he has that show on netflix right now 100 humans I don't know if you oh, guys. Uh, is that interesting? Should I watch that show? I mean, I, I, I it because he's in it. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I fucked with that show. I like, hear it. I've watched it. I've watched it. I'm like, do I watch this? I can't tell yet, but now I might. All right. So they call it KO Comedy. Uh, they're in cahoots with uh, Cobb's Comedy Club, Social Distance Comedy. So this Friday at 8:30. I don't know if you guys see it. I'll probably just send it to you. Uh, I'll be okay. doing a show for him. You know. Friday at eight thirty, Sammy obeyed, and we'll put that up also, right, Jason? A hundred percent. Yeah, and I think with him, all you got to do is sign up for the event. Bright, it's free. Most of them are free, and it's donation asked. You know, like if you want to donate, you can. Oh, that's great! So no matter what you're doing, it everyone's getting a little something, and if you got some money, kick it out. Yeah. Everyone, you know, it's all getting passed around. Yeah, it's a big circle nowadays. It's gonna be way cheaper than going to a movie you can't afford, and who wants to see trolls again? I, oh my God! Trolls ruined Universal's uh, connection to AMC, man. <laughs> all the movies to release that Trolls is going to be the one you're going to die on the cross for. Like I, I couldn't believe AMC it. Universal. Could you I ever could imagine? Believe it. Trolls. It trolled the movie industry. I, I I'm shocked. I didn't even know there was a Trolls before that. Yeah. I, there was a one. I, I believe like uh, Stephen Glickman from Big Time Rush was in it. I want to uh, say yeah. he was a voice. Justin Timberlake had a song that came out on the first Trolls movie that got real big. So oh, the really? second one just just went like. I mean, it, rogue. It, it's it's uh, what happened was it was supposed to come out. Quarantine right. happened, so they released it digitally, and it got so much traction and money. AMC theaters said, we're not going to show universal movies anymore because you made way too much money. You ruined our, even though they're quarantined. You ruined Christmas. Yeah. Okay. You ruined Christmas. You ruined quarantine. Of ru- yeah. So, you know, universal <laughs> made their money back because kids, kids will watch this shit. <laughs> sure, I mean, fuck, if I, when my kid was that age, if you gave me a movie, they're like 20 bucks. I'd be like, bought right yeah. now, 30 bucks bought. It, they could charge me as much as they charge me for a fight. When my kid was eight years old, I would have paid it. Yeah. For a movie in the house. If they had like the pay-per-view box, like the same box, yes. that you, like the Lennox Spinks fight. But it, yeah. They're, like watching 79.89. Yeah. <laughs> I'd buy it right now for that exact price if I still had the eight-year-old at home. You could not charge me enough. Yep. Yep. But, and I, you know, 
Why does he get some money back? Why don't they get some fucking money to AMC? Uh, well, maybe that's the where they're going to debate. You know, like okay, so what do we uh, what do we do now? I think theaters are dealing more with the like like we are really getting hit. First off, I mean, I don't want to be morbid. They got hit with the uh, mass shooting at the theater that really yeah. took people away. And I now with this, yeah. yeah, movie theaters need a good publicist, man. Well, it has not been a great ten years for them. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the things I've been reading, especially with AMC, is. And what that'll end this whole fight is Amazon's talking about um, buying the AMC theater. So then streaming will just be allowed. You'll be streaming huh. the inside. It'll just be everybody on a, on an individual device watching the TV, the, the movies together. But what is, what is, wait, let me ask a question. What does Amazon do with AMC theaters? If, are they going to put movies in the theaters or are they just going to close them and Who knows? break it up for parts? Who knows, man? That'd be wild. See? I think, and you know, it, it kind of hit me hard because I worked at AMC for years. I thought I was going to be a theater manager. So when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, like if I would have gone that route in life, I would have been without a job. Like, oh, I, I put my, my life into this. <laughs> movie theaters make really great warehouses to s- store stuff closer to people so they could just be droned back and forth. They're going to be drone depots is what I think they're going to do. <laughs> I love that, you know, because I remember Nick was talking about working at the AMC theaters and and going, you know, it's like, it's just, you, you ever hear a line, you the show, uh, the movie Broadcast News, where uh, William Hurt just says, what do you do when your dreams exceed your expectations? No, I never heard that. Yeah, like your real life dreams exceed your expectations in life. Yeah. What and you, you, yeah, like, and you look at it, you were going to be a movie manager at uh, AMC. And you're in LA doing stand up. You just had your HBO special drop. I mean, you know, just shows yeah, I know, you. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm very happy that I got fired from there because it, it, it changed <laughs> my life. You know, AMC okay, then, or yeah. thank you, AMC. Anyway, <laughs> I just don't feel bad for all the people that lose jobs. Yeah. You know, yeah, like those. Man, that's where know? it hurts. Well, I'm thinking the ticket takers still stay because even Universal movies. I don't li- think that the Fast and the Furious movies are great movies, but I love watching them in the theater with a bunch of people at midnight on launch night. Because it's ridiculously fun, and I can't, I can't lose that. Yeah, and you know what? You're going to want to go to theaters. It, it's just, experience. Yeah, it's just going to be the debate of these movie theaters uh, deciding, like, okay, we we had a great five decades, six decades of being on top. Uh, now we may have to just step back and, right. and allow it to happen. You know, and I think that's just what's going to happen. A lot of big businesses have had right. decades of winning. They've been they've been cashing in on on our on our capitalism and our money. And now a lot of them have to just like air airlines to movie theaters. They all have to be like, okay, well, we cashed in as much as we could. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, we're losing money. But are you like how much have you made? Exactly. Yeah. Like if you lost everything right now, you still won. Yeah. You know, like United Airlines won, AMC won, no matter how you, you know, how it ends up now. Everything's not immortal, right? Uh, blockbuster. No. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then they had their heyday. Hey, they were killing it. Late fees. They were killing it. Uh, family restaurants, Applebee's, Chili's. They're going to have to step up because people are like, I've cooked at home. <laughs> I'm going to get to come back. Yeah, I want less family. I want single restaurants where I can yeah. go without my family. Hey, I dine alone. <laughs> That's what we're looking for. Jason, you look like you want to say something, but I can't tell if you're just doing that I, or like playing with the board. But at the same time, it's not that interesting. So I'm like, but, it back oh, in. That's, see, but I was right. So you don't yeah. want to say what you were going to say. No, it's just not that cool. 
not that it funny. wasn't that good Nick. all right so we can find you again uh what do we say obeyed right yeah, yeah, yeah. Sammy Obeyed. Yeah. Sammy Obeyed this Friday. Be this Friday? Yeah. Podcast everywhere you find podcasts. Check out his special, and we're going to show the trailer once you're gone. All right. Thanks, brother. <laughs> and Nick, thank you so much for being here, and, and much love and continued success on everything, and please come back soon. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, man. All right. Thank you, Nick. Really Take good. Take care, to everybody. Back soon, brother. Yeah. I yeah. fucking love that guy. So now, can we play his uh, his trailer for the HBO special? Oh, so people, if you were going to play the trailer. You actually, man, I was going to play the trailer. I should have. Well, what, everyone knows that. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like the royal we or I'm going to. Well, here's the thing: I asked to play it, and it's getting played. <laughs> you know, do the fucking to, math. I'm gonna start having to remember that and be like, "Oh yeah, I gotta do this." If he says he's gonna do this, I, by the it. way, not getting paid at all. Amici Pizza. Oh. So oh, fucking good. That's where we go. We go and meet you pizza every time. Oh, it is so it's never bad. It's like three hours old right now. Mm. Mm. Fantastic. All right. Anybody in Sorry, the I'm eating in front of you. No, it's go. fine. I'm gonna play this so you can um, give me one second while you do this. And I'm just gonna keep talking and be like, all right, well, I got this all set up for you. Nick is amazing. The show is on HBO and HBO Latino. Don't worry, it's in English and it's amazing. <laughs> If there's anybody in the audience worried about the jokes I'm going to tell, don't worry. I'll be forgiven. I'm Catholic, all right? This is how you know you're in trouble. If you go into that bedroom and your dog is in the bed next to her, it's looking at you through his purple like, oh, hey, buddy, what's up? No, she's pissed. you got to get out of here. <laughs> so I was having a good time dancing. Every man knows just do this move because if you do a spin, she'll disappear. <laughs> True. Some women find yeah, the porno talk, you know what I'm talking about? Where you're just like, do you want all of it, babe? Yeah, well, that's all of it, babe. But ladies, you are the best cardio your man will ever get. You get his heart pumping every day before he comes home because he has no idea what's waiting for him. It's either, hi, honey, I love you, or worship me. We have no clue. <laughs> if you can't love me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. I love him. He's so good in a suit, too, right? He, he fucking cleans up nice. He does. His hair was perfect. He said he got out of bed an hour ago. I mean, what the fuck? That's not nice. I mean, he's amazing. And um, have him. you looked at any of the there old pictures or the old problem. videos of him with the long hair? And it's such yeah. a kind of it's it's still awesome. He's like a night and day, but yeah, totally different guy. One of the things our listeners might know is he always performs in a suit. Like seeing him out of suit and working with us is kind of that thing that you get with these types of podcasts, but. Homeboy comes in a suit every time he dresses. He's like that. dapper to the nines, you know, and it's no joke. And he's just been laid back for us. This is what's happening, though, in doing this. We've been very, well, it's fortunate, too. But we're also getting a very, you know, uh, inside baseball look at a lot of different things across the board and people and how they're living. That divide between when this is over, I will say one thing. The divide that used to be between fame or Hollywood or, you know, and people who watch stuff has grown much smaller. Yeah. Much smaller, you know the the uh, you can't be glamorous the way you were. You can't you know uh, hide everything anymore. Everything's out in the open. Yep. And what I and I'm glad people are sharing that stuff. That's it helps not just I agree, but it unifies us through us. You know, if if all we saw were movie stars dressed to the nines from their boats dealing with this, how some of them are probably are, it right. wouldn't feel. Like they would, we wouldn't connect with them, but it's, it's seeing people working out and doing all these things and being dressed the way they're dressed and 
dealing with, you know, Tom in Tom Hanks's case, dealing with coronavirus and talking about it on Saturday Night Live and all that stuff. Like, it's just nice to that a lot of people are realizing that the best way to connect is by showing that we're all in this together. I completely agree. You know what I've been thinking also as we're moving forward in the show a little bit, Jason, is that I'd love to get some uh, some music acts on, just even yeah. some acoustic songs, you know, uh, some people playing. You know, there's so many artists I love. So let's just, like, think about that as we move forward. Uh, you love yeah. Hollywood, you know. Is that, is that, was that like the same way you're like, we're going to play the video? You're saying, hey, Jason, go find some music acts just so we're all clear. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. No, I have some ideas too. I mean, I have, I have people that I want to bring on. I can think of a couple, first of all, but uh, you know, we'll talk. But yeah, there's a few people I'd like to have going. Why not, man? We got a guitar. Did you see fucking Chris Martin? He was like, if Chris Martin could do, he set a benchmark for every musician to get on an internet show. Yeah. And play music acoustically. Well, I'm gonna make it great. And I want to get some really big acts on here, but you know what? If you're listening to this right now and you can play, I want to hear from you too, right? Like, I, I like some good uh, some good folk music, and I think some of the best people that uh, you know play you know acoustic guitar and sing are just people that are chilling right now. So, by the way, I'm in. Okay, so I love this, Jason. I one of the things that got me through childhood is battle of the bands. I was in all kinds of bands growing up. We took pictures at cemeteries, you know, of the band, like leaning on tombstones, like, Hey, probably had like a, a long earring or something. Wait, was that for, no, left ear? I think I, I might've had them in both. I, the point is I like this. Anyone who sends anything in, if we find something that we love, you can play it acoustic. You'll come on, you'll play it. Yep. That's awesome. All right. Little well. battle of the bands. Little battle of the bands, or a little bit of a, like, let's just have some people that want to play us out. I would love to have some. I'd love to end every show with a nice acoustic set. I like battles. <laughs> Do you see this? Cliff is already ready, and we got to. Yeah. We'll end it right here. But Cliff is already okay. Put everyone in the Coliseum as soon as we're out of this. Into the Coliseum. Get your guitars and let's fucking do this. It's your guitars, I don't care. It's your, your Ginsu knives. If you're doing, if you're cooking, everybody's battling. It out. Battle Royale. All right. Yeah. We got Carly. What you say? Shortino. I want what I want to say is Shortino, but it's not. Shortino. It's Shortino. But it's Shortino, right? Shortino. I don't know. I can't say any words. Chase. You know, we're going to have to, I'm going to look, we're going to get this right because I don't want to fuck this up. I don't want her mad at me. I really like her books, whatever. I've been reading it. It's, uh, it's really fucking good. So anyway, we will see her tomorrow. We're already what? Over? We're over. We're Ladies over. and gentlemen, thank you for showing thank up today. you watching. Stay safe. Stay strong. Jason Smith. Cliff Dorfman. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. See you tomorrow. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. Can't touch this.